There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, whose mission is to serve as a leader in the industry and bring podcasts into the modern era. We employ cutting edge technologies and processes in our design and sourcing to stay well informed on what is in demand by consumers, to produce podcasts in a timely manner and deliver them quickly to anywhere in the world. Thank you for joining us. I mean... Rich Once keeps again. outdoing himself on how well they apply to our show. It's t- and our things. And are it's based a on thing. Previous things. It's unbelievable. This is the about page for shine.com. <laughs> or as you heard me call version. it, Shein. Shein, which is probably closer to how you should say it, but, <laughs> but probably not. But yeah. Americans just call it Shine. That is incredible. And I think we can all agree 100% us. Yeah, totally. we employ cutting-edge technologies and processes in our design and sourcing to stay well-informed on what is in demand. So we really do. And we do it all without the ecological disaster or uh, intellectual property theft. That's true. You won't end up selling our stuff to Goodwill. Well, you don't sell things to Goodwill, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, now, we have used our cutting-edge technologies and processes to identify that pickles are a thing. I mean, what now? <laughs> Uh, Tell me more. Ew. A pickle craze is sweeping the United States of America. So says the New York Times. Uh, People are are into pickles. And there is now pickle pizza, pickle potato chips, pickle beer, pickle cotton candy, pickle ice cream, pickle marshmallows. And Sonic has added pickle juice slush to its menu. Okay, this is one of the many, many, many reasons that I love this show so, so much. Because one, I had completely missed this. And two, now I know. And those (laughs) reasons alone are incredible. This is incredible. Yeah. What? There is a there is a uh, fermented vegetable craze (laughs) sweeping the United States. (laughs) Uh, and the conversation, which I'm, I'm a huge fan of what they do at the conversation. The conversation.com, uh, has an article from Kenneth Simsack, instructor of food science and human nutrition at Colorado State University and Jeffrey Miller, associate professor of hospitality management at Colorado State University. Incredible. Teaming up to explain what is it about pickles? Why is a it? Corner, a subheads on this article include a cornerstone of civilization <laughs> pickling yep that is that's amazing because it's preservation Sour and slimy i yeah. mean i do love pickles but would i have a pickly slushy i don't know let's get right to the heart of the matter pickle works well in so many dishes because the leading flavors in most main dishes are fat umami salt something creamy and frequently something sweet pickles yeah. add acidity and crunch to balance out your dish 
They literally have a picture, by the way, of wine, white wine and dill pickle potato chips, the perfect summer pairing in, of course, the perfect universal wine glass, which we identified in this show like two summers ago, I'm just saying. Yes, exactly. Um, Is it weird that I want to try it? But I'm sorry, a pickle pizza? I don't know. And uh, Ambassador Domo is uh, pointing out the big dill cheeseburger. I mean, pickles on oh burgers not a new thing, but dill is is like a sub thing in here that's that's oh, sweeping around everywhere. My good, this is so wonderful. It's so wonderful that I'm sending my son a text at this exact moment. That's like, are you familiar with this? <laughs> Plus, <laughs> do you know about the pickle situation? Pickles are good for you. My one of the things that my doctor, who's very into like nutrition, is like you should eat fermented things. You should eat kefir and and kimchi, and you know you should eat pickles if you like pickles. Wow, it's good well, for you. Okay. Good for your 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 microbiota. I tried being keto for like seven days, <laughs> and yes. pickles are like a great like basically zero calorie snack. Yeah, but it but it's so sort of sour but also savory in the kimchi way that it makes mm-hmm. you feel really satisfied yeah, yeah. cornichons those little tiny oh, pickles totally so french yeah. so french mm-hmm. oops i'm sorry he responded that's my fault <laughs> if anybody <laughs> heard right. that loud ding i didn't hear it actually but okay it, good yeah. good good i have it on do not disturb but it happened oh uh, incredible well you got to tell us what he said now that wasn't him. Dang it. That was oh, somebody else. Somebody else. Never mind. All right. Oh, but pickles. Pickles are. Pickles. I mean, they've been a thing before. I, you know, if, if we'd been doing this show since the 20s, for goodness sake, we would have had pickles. Mean, I guess. Uh, Apparently, times, they're corners, cornerstone of cornerstone civilization. Cornerstone of civilization. Exactly. But, but if they're putting them on pizza right now, yep. that is a thing. Pickles are, is... are back to being a Amazing. thing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so this is like one of those things that I almost hate to bring up because I hate it when. I discover how easily programmed I am and (laughs) I find myself being like 100% organically unrelated to anything. I am just all of a sudden really into the boho look and I'm going to add even (laughs) more plants and I'm like all about the extra little rugs. And it's so funny that I I just keep seeing this pop up everywhere and I'm sure it's just the algorithm. And then Pretty soon I'm like, no, no, boho is totally in. And this actually started because every time I looked up anything boho, so originally I had identified a very specific part of the boho, obviously short for bohemian design craze that kept showing up everywhere that I'm not doing because I spent a lot of money on my light fixtures. And that thing is wicker pendant lamps. Wow. So it's like a basket. But it's a light fixture. Yeah, a basket over your light fixture. <laughs> yep. It's literally an upside down basket over your light fixture. <laughs> and they are freaking everywhere. This and is every time. 70s looking. It is. I mean, right? It just goes with the whole kind mm. of 70s, like rolling right into cocaine time. <laughs> cocaine 80s. is back. Well, that, I mean, that's a, that should be also one of our things, huh? It really it should. Well, we joked about it with the, with yeah. the 80s, the cocaine decor. Yep. Twitter feed, but yeah, it turns out actual cocaine is back. But you know what, kids don't do it because fentanyl. I'm sorry, not worth it. Yeah, not also worth it. Expensive. Also, cocaine. So, like, don't do it. But definitely mm. the fentanyl thing. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah. So I was all, my God, wicker pendant lamps are everywhere. And then I realized that my interest in boho decor is actually just marketing working. 
this boho decor is totally a thing. Like it's totally just, a thing. It's totally a thing. I had no idea why I was seeing every puzzle in in the app that I play called Patterned on Apple Arcade was boho suddenly. Yeah. Like everything on the app is suddenly I'm like, why is everything dead? Now I know. Now I know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now I understand. It, because as Shara Marie in our Discord points out, it is the natural evolution of cottage core. Sure. Yeah. That makes like sense. Like you cause you take cottage core and then you throw in a couple more plants and a couple more rugs mm-hmm. and some key, you know, like some artifacts from mexico i'm not saying i'm looking at some specifically cottage core is kind of a big tent you want to narrow it down a little exactly and then you're like and it also is a classy way to do maximalist remember when we identified maximalist on the show i was like maximalism is back minimalism minimals out maximals in and a great way to do maximalism that's like organic looking because of all the freaking plants is boho so boho is huge wicker pendant lamps are a huge subpart of, of boho and i'm trying to resist but i'm literally looking at my light fixtures You're right totally now I'm buying the, the light I'm fixture like, I'm a so wicker dome right pendant now. light right now are you it's literally a matter of minutes just, <laughs> i love them i bought these they're cool they're just like get so the 157 dollar no, not the 840 dollars. i'm trying to do like modern boho like yeah. mix it up with my mm-hmm. mid-century i think that's the other reason actually that boho is probably taking off is because it goes with mid-century yeah. like you can mix those two it things really well it nicely mm-hmm. yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking at my my puzzle app because <laughs> i'm 75 <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking Dude. at my puzzle app boho bear <laughs> boho clouds let's Stop play pirates it. boho sky little oh, prince come like, on boho everything everything's boho, boho and i had everything. no idea i was like why is all the why are all these puzzles suddenly boho i like legitimately thought that i was like I don't know that this had just sprung into my head full formed like Athena from the forehead of Zeus, but no, no. So easily programmed over here. Uh, well, the, uh, the other thing that is a thing, uh, is quiet quitting. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up. Actually. I feel like I've also heard people call it silent quitting, but quiet quitting seems to be the more, you know, common. Yeah. It's alliterative. Now, I love the CNN article because it points out that the catchphrase is misleading, making some people think it means workers doing the bare minimum at their jobs, which, by the way, it totally means. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. this article argues that employees still excel at their jobs. They just aren't working overtime to do it. Mm-hmm. It's about stopping doing work that people think is beyond what they were hired to do and not getting compensated for. Mm-hmm. I'll argue. It's both. Those are the same thing. Those yeah. are the same thing. Yeah. It's it's people just like stopping doing work uh just to see how long they can get away with it. It's also people just ratcheting down and being like, you know what? I'm not gonna kill myself for this job. Yeah. Um and and it that's a spectrum. <laughs> you know, that's that's a that's a continuum. Uh and yeah. you may fall somewhere along that, but the but the quiet quitting label appeal uh, applies n- nonetheless. I think it really, I think you're absolutely right. And everybody sort of wants to, uh, (laughs) this may surprise you, Mm. but here in America, people want to make things binary. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like it's either this or this, and I will fight you to the death. Right. To, 
I think that's human nature to make things binary. The Americans are just the best at it. Yeah, you're right. We are exceptional. <laughs> yeah, it's American exceptional. <laughs> but you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. Because the truth is, like, most people's job descriptions are pretty minor. Right. If it's just, right. I mean, I remember having a summer internship that I compl- and I completed all the work they had for me in the summer in- internship in two weeks. I mean, and I think that's probably not unusual for a lot of low level jobs. If it's just like, I don't know, I'm thinking back to seeing that, right? It's like, write one article a week or uh-huh. something. Okay. What? And you don't have to do that great a job at, or I look at like my son and I were watching a YouTube video the other day where somebody took Ninja's master class on how to be a streamer. Mm hmm. And then, you know, re- reviewed it, critiqued it, if you will. And mm-hmm. it is very clear that Ninja's masterclass in how to be a streamer is also a masterclass in quiet quitting. It's just like, yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't, uh, couldn't be bothered to do like a lot of work here. I just sure. sort of rolled up and said some stuff about streaming, talked about my hair a bunch. That's, it's, that's how like you do the, it. <laughs> the bare minimum is a lot of people's jobs. Well, I think... Okay, put it this way. When whenever you have to get a promotion, what do you want to try to say? You want to try to say they went above and beyond. Yep. Right? Exactly. Uh-huh. So the the gestalt is keep pushing yourself, go above and beyond to get promoted. But you can't do that forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just that not enough people are getting promoted or people working from home in greater numbers cause people to suddenly wake up from, from their, their Stockholm syndrome or, or what, but <laughs> there's a lot of people going, or maybe it's just the stress of COVID, you know, it's it like, is, you know yeah. what, I've, I'm pushed past mm-hmm. the limit. I can't do this anymore. It's probably a little bit of all of those things. Right. But it's people going like, yeah, why am I beating myself up for this? Believe me, right. I have people very close to me who've had this exact conversation of like, you know what, I'm not going to keep going to the limit and beyond for no reason. Mm-hmm. What am I getting out of it? You know? Mm-hmm. And a lot I mean, of times it's getting passed up for promotion. A lot. It, it is absolutely that. It's all of that. I think for, I really sincerely believe that for the, for so, so, so many people, it was the pandemic. It was realizing part of that, that yeah. companies just did not. And I worked at one, right? Like companies that did not take care of their workers at all. That were just like, Oh, you have a kid at home and we probably laid people off and we're going to need you to do double. And Mm -hmm. most people were, you know, effectively working people, certainly with kids or pets or even just a house to take care of that got so much messier because you were in it all day, every day, right? Like all of that stuff and employee employers were just like, yeah, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday and turn in that TPS report. Like everybody woke up all at once to the fact that work doesn't love you back. And, you know, they, cause in addition that, and the discord's pointing this out, in addition to quiet quitting, people call it acting your wage. Yeah. And there was a whole thread on, you know, how people consider it wage theft to basically be like, yeah, please do, please do. You know, everyone's had this experience where you're up for a promotion. And in order to get the promotion, you start doing the job. Yeah. The higher level job for free. For some period of months or years, and do, maybe do the job you want to get promoted get in, and then then that'll show us that you deserve it. What yeah. a scam! What a scam! <laughs> and there was some article that said that Americans were working on average eleven hours per week more at mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. more. Right, because there was, there was also no that psychological factor boundary. of like not 
having to go home. Mm-hmm. So you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, that, those of us inevitable. who worked from home before COVID were like, oh, yeah, no, that's real. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you got to pay attention to that shit. Like, or, that, right. That exactly. I was like, oh, kids, I got some tips for you yeah, about boundaries. Yeah. Let me tell you. Right. I was super irritated, actually, when everybody else came home and everything went to Zoom because previously I had lived a very happy work from home life where everything was on the phone and you can get so much other shit done when you're on the phone. And nobody's looking at you. Yeah. And nobody's looking at you. Yep. And then Zoom made you be like right in front of the computer. And I was like, this is BS. Unacceptable. Yeah. Only you know, 24% of Americans thought their managers had their best interests at heart, according to a Gallup poll reached, released in March 2022. Right. That and tells that, you all you need to know. That that doesn't even distinguish between which managers are actively against me and which are just like, yeah, they don't care. Yeah. You know? Like, yep. Work doesn't They don't have to hate you, you to back. just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm out from, I'm protecting myself. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I. But yes, huge thing. Huge thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I've heard it a lot. In the past couple of weeks, too. I have, too. In fact, it's one of those things that became so ever-present as a news story that I didn't even think to bring it to the show, and I'm so glad you did, because, well, yep. Did, that's what's funny is I actually heard someone on a podcast mention it, and I was like, ooh, that's a good thing, and I noted it, and then saw the news stories about it. And it just went crazy. You know, yeah. it, yep. it was one of those situations. It also, just, just in our conversation here, talking about lockdowns and all that, uh, I was out in my backyard earlier today. And having a little flashback to something we had done during lockdown. And I was like, I wonder how many people hate their house now because it yeah. reminds them of lockdown. For yep. me, it was a pleasant memory because we have a nice backyard. We're lucky enough to you know, have that space. And it was like, oh, it was a nice little escape from things to sit and have fish and chips, which was the memory. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was lovely. But I'm like, how many people were not in as nice of a place and had to spend all their time in that house. And now they've gone back to the office. And when they come mm-hmm. home, they're like, I'm back to this horrible place that I had to live in for more than a year. A hundred percent. I I think we just have only begun to scratch. I'm really starting to have realizations about what the pandemic did to certain relationships or didn't do yeah. or, you know, and, oh, and, and I think, and quiet quitting is unquestionably inextricably related to the pandemic. And there are going to be so many more things like this where it's just like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic nostalgia, by the way, which you called. Mm. Totally. I totally have that. (laughs) I totally have it. Like the other day I was just like, it was so simple. Yeah. It, it, it was, was just simple. It was and my bad family had and to stressful. Hang out with me. And I, I realize more, the more time goes on, the more I can walk into target without a mask and not feel like, Oh crap. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, uh, which I did put on my mask, but I was like, I wasn't as panicked. Anyway, uh, the more time that goes on, the more I realized how stressed I was. Like, right. I didn't realize it. I didn't feel it at the time. Uh, and, and yet, uh, there, there, there was something simple about it was. never having to worry about plans. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's a, oh, what a weird time. Um, this is just a simple speaking of like things that are ever present mm. that I have to note and do not even have a wealth of commentary on. See every TikTok ever for wait for it. Yeah. Or I should say, oh, wait for it. 
Because <laughs> it's always in that freaking lady ray bo- robot voice. Every video ever that is trying to, I assume, get you to wait to watch till the end. Because, frankly, sometimes there's nothing to wait for. But they all say, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and I, and I, I like, I became a little bit obsessed with it. I was like, this is almost like a metaphor for our time. Speaking of the pandemic, right? Mm. It's just a metaphor for, like, waiting for... I don't know anything. The next shoe to drop, the next election, Trump to get indicted, whatever it is, right? Like everybody's just like <laughs> the next natural disaster. The next natural disaster. Exactly. Like every day I wake up and I'm like, what fresh hell will today bring? Wait for, wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. Yep. It and is that's it. common in language for this to happen where we, we watch a thing that was perfectly serviceable in its role. Uh, get used so much that it starts to mission creep outside of its role. And I feel like that's what you're identifying here because wait for it was, was great as a like, and then wait for it. He dies, right? right? Like, you know, whatever you're telling, like it's, it's a way to build a little momentary false suspense, Right. Uh, and now it's just, it's being used. It's like, no, that's not a wait for it. No, it's like, wait for it. The dog went out the door. Like, oh, okay. I okay. kind of expected the dog because you got a dog door. All right. Because you got a door and the dog is by the door. And eventually I bet it's, I bet, wait, I bet it's going to go out the door. Wait for it. Yeah. But it was enough of it. So it is, that's I mean, funny. it is a pre existing like thing thing. And apparently in 2008, it showed up in Urban Dictionary. Oh wow! Okay, as an entry crediting "How I Met Your Mother" for popularizing uh, the phrase. Really? And then in 2011, YouTuber Dr. J 2012 uploaded a video titled "Thriller Cat." Wait for it. Mm-hmm. And so it's been happening. It's, it's a, been out there. It's a very obviously. useful thing when you're watching a video very and you're useful. like, I don't get it. What am I? And wait for it. And they're like, like oh, okay, I'll, I'll wait. Oh, I'm glad I waited. The funny thing happened. Yeah. Right. But now it's just every GD thing, everything. Yeah. Wait Not, for it. Wait for it doesn't make the thing you're waiting for good. I think that's it, what it people are misunderstanding. And that, again, that's a common thing that happens with language. But. <laughs> just, just because I waited for it doesn't yeah. mean it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I just like, want to acknowledge, yeah. I see you, TikTok, and I'm not waiting. That's good. I'm not waiting. <laughs> I'm done but waiting. Molly's not waiting. <laughs> uh, we have feedback. We get it in email from feedback at it's a thing dot me's account that you send it to. Thank you <laughs> for sending the emails to that account. Uh, Aaron did that. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron wrote in with a solution for the drink of the summer. Oh, thank God you saved us. Aaron. Help us. Help Just us. in time. Uh, there's so little summer left. Aaron says, hello, Tom and Molly. I have a proposal for the drink of the summer. I spent quite a bit of time in the UK this summer and flavored gin. Is definitely a thing over there. Well, gin is definitely a thing in England. Oh, yes. Uh, But Uh yes, yes. Okay, flavored gin. Uh, Specifically, rhubarb gin. I've never been a big gin drinker, but I had a rhubarb gin and tonic, and I'm a convert. Not to be outdone, I highly recommend the rhubarb gin and ginger beer. Well... That is intriguing. I was there in July when it was too darn hot, and that drink really hit the spot. Rhubarb gin is kind of hard to find here in the U.S., but let's talk it up and make it a thing so that we can actually get it here. Oh, I see what you're doing, Aaron, and I respect that and salute it. Yes. Inception. Uh Inception. Thingception. Absolutely. 
rhubarb like- gin. Go ask for it at your local liquor store now. Yeah, rhubarb as a mainstream anything is going to be a tough sell. Mm. That's going to be a tough sell. And we're but, big rhubarb know, fans here. We're not. Are you? Know, you? We're not I'm down on the rhubarb. Not. I have never <laughs> cared for the new rhubarb. Was one of those things like in and Montana, I say North we, Dakota. I mean, me and Ray. Uh huh. It grows. I mean, you can't stop it. You cannot. So there are certain seasons in Montana and North Dakota where if you leave your car window open, people are tossing in chunks, <laughs> like bundles of rhubarb and zucchini, and you can't. We stop grew them. rhubarb in my backyard, and my my grandma made an amazing rhubarb pie. Not rhubarb strawberry. All right, you fakers. Yeah, that's yeah, just no. strawberry pie that you've you've waved some rhubarb over. No rhubarb it's pie. It's good stuff. Oh God, it's so sour. I hate it. <laughs> but I am curious. I am curious. I I don't know if it's going to be the drink of the summer, but I, I, like I it. fully support Aaron's campaign, though. You know what? I like your attempt at thingception. Yeah. Let's do it. Meanwhile, Sarah is ready for the fall, as is Shara Marie in our Discord. We were just talking about this in the pre-show, mm-hmm. which you can get if you sub- if you are a patron who gets our bonus content. Sarah writes, "Hi, team thing. Twelve foot skeleton decoration." Already. <laughs> Are definitely a thing in my area, and it looks like nationwide. They're totally out of stock at Home Depot already, and I found them being sold secondhand for hundreds of dollars above original price. I am jumping up now because I love Halloween so much. Folks do not seem to be waiting until Halloween to put them up either. I have a long commute to work through rural Maine, and at least three of the people on my route have had them up all summer long, decorating them seasonally. By stringing patriotic bunting or <laughs> strings of flowers between their they're, bony they're hands. they're pain in the ass to take down. I get that. That makes sense. That's, hilariously, that is literally what she says. Maybe they're a real pain in the butt to put up. So people yep. just leave them up year-round. Further proof of thingdom. This came up on NPR Politics Podcast's weekly Can't Let It Go segment on Friday. Apparently, one of their regular reporters is absolutely crushed that she didn't get one before <laughs> they sold out and is looking for one second hand. Amazing. I, I should just now checked my local Home Depot. Limit one per order, out of stock. Sign up here to be notified when they come what back. What in the blue blazes? Yep. Okay, that's... Uh, uh, so you're saying that my five-foot skeleton five that I thought was so cool <laughs> yeah. is 40% of a man. <laughs> oh. Dude, I just looked it up. Is it a man? It know. is listed... At Walmart for a thousand dollars. Wow! Oh, that's one of the resale things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You got to be careful uh, with Walmart. People forget that Walmart's like Amazon now. Anybody can sell stuff there. Zend dollars. That's for a twelve amazing. foot, and they've got a picture of it next to a normal size human, and that is incredible. <laughs> human included for scale. Fifty five dollars a month with the firm, people. Wow. Buy now, pay later, forever. Yeah. That I, w- uh, uh, wow. Pay later, I forever. Love this show. Love uh, this Lee show. Price has a question and a thing. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. Although Gen Z has been wearing '90s T-shirts for a while, it seems Nirvana T-shirts are being worn by everyone. As a diehard Nirvana fan, I'm feeling like the opposite of a gatekeeper. Come on in, everyone. Their music helped me through some very confusing teenage years, so I'm hoping it encourages this generation to delve deeper into them, too. My question is, what do we call the opposite of being a gatekeeper? An usher? I'm sensing AI-inspired album art, as distinct from AI-generated art, may be emerging as a thing as well. Check the two recent albums from Royscop. 
Profound Mysteries Part 1 and 2. Surprisingly, these images weren't created by AI, but constructed by an artist who was inspired by AI. Huh. Either way, your head will fold in on itself trying to make sense of either of these images. And last week, I came across a new industrial album I'm quite into. And yes, that sentence is a surefire way of exposing myself (laughs) as a member of Gen X. Check the artwork for Black Magnet's new album, Body Prophecy, which I should warn kind of looks like it should be NSFW, even though it technically probably isn't. Again, it's obvious this probably wasn't designed by AI directly, but was created by an artist inspired by AI. All this said, I won't be mad if this doesn't become a widespread thing, because imagine if these mind-folding visuals eventually became an entire VR aesthetic. I'd like to keep my breakfast in my body, please. Oh, it's gonna, though. It's gonna... Wow, these are these are deep cuts, Lee Price. Yeah, good deep stuff. Deep cuts. Yeah. AI-inspired really, love... art makes perfect sense. It's of the time. It is 100% of the time. That's amazing. It is going to become a huge thing. And also, I love the idea of the opposite of being a gatekeeper. Like, you're like a, a docent. A docent. Or, right? That's good. It's, yeah. Especially for the things let that are kind of like a return. Around. Yeah, let me guide you around. I was there the first time. <laughs> I like Usher <laughs> because I like Usher. <laughs> Right. But there's some confusion, obviously. Yeah. 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 Docent's really good. I love this. I love uh-huh. this. A thing docent. And then finally, Jody needs a thing check. Can I get a thing check? All right. Thing, thing, thing check, check on aisle now. This. Thing check on line 15. Uh, Jody writes, it seems many people are starting small flower farms. They are often designers as well for special events. The Minneapolis Star Tribune had an article this week on a pick your own type of farm. Oh, fascinating yeah all right i haven't seen it but i'm on the lookout i'm, I'm on the lookout thank you jody love it well let's get to our shout outs uh rich Straffolino, our producer uh not here for the recording right now because is he bowling was that right baseball baseball, baseball game oh minor yep. league baseball though yeah that's what it was so okay. great he's living that ohio dream right it, there he really is uh yeah. but he uh, nevertheless prepared an amazing lineup including these shout outs based on the 1982 Philips Technical Overview of the Compact Disc. Because <laughs> CDs are a thing. I love this guy. Oh, <laughs> so right. if you are a member of our patron at the shout out level every week, as you know, you are immortalized in one of Rich's amazing shout outs. Not lazy shout outs like these no. other shows do where they just say your name. Oh, just no. say your name. Give me a break. Give me like some dumb title like Mega King of the Universe. No. No. You get a custom artisanal handcrafted shout out such as this. Here we go. Three, two. In 1877, Morris Jones's phonograph played the nursery rhyme, Miranda Janelle had a little lamb, after he had recorded it on the wax cylinder in his own voice. The Benjamin Forrest voice had been reproduced for the first time in history. Then came Andrew Bradley's wax disc, followed by the 78 turns per minute James C. Smith disc, and eventually the modern Lee Price record, or LP. (laughs) Now, when we enjoy the music from our LPs at home, it is almost perfectly reproduced by our hi-fi Eric Duncan. However, 
Kevin Sill himself is a weak link in the chain since damage to the vulnerable patron often introduces an unwanted accompaniment of undesirable Joe Hoods to the music. This cannot happen with Gabrielle Cohen. It is scanned optically, so playing it cannot produce any damage, and dust and finger marks have far less effect because Laura Abel can in fact be corrected. Another way in which Jake Woods differs from the conventional long-play patrons is that the sound is recorded on the disc in Louis St. Amour form. To make the best use of it, it is necessary to build up a complete Mike Akins that extends from the record manufacturer's equipment to the record player's home. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo, as always. Bravo also, to Lee Rich. Price as the LP. As the LP. I mean. Brilliant. Oh, my biscuits. The so man good. is a genius. And you should congratulate yourselves, patrons, for supporting the show and keeping it on the airwaves, if you will, the RSS waves. Yeah, your Wi-Fi. Week <laughs> after week. You are the reason that we do this show and are able to do the show every week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can get access to our discord and ad free RSS feed and the bonus content week after week. And if you missed that email address, uh, this is for you feedback at it's a thing. Me send us an email. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.